Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Holy cow. Rob, am I good to go? Rob, you out there? Yep, you're good to go. All right, man. Hey, you know, what a great song that was. Um... Ted Nugent, Steve Farmer, Amboy Dukes, Journey to the Center of the Mind. I, I, I picked that as an opening song for a reason, because the whole topic tonight, the principle of the thing, is actually about how, the fact that we've all lost our minds. And, I, and I, I, I know that sounds funny, but that's exactly what this is. That's, that song came out in like 1968. I was eight years old. Um, I wasn't. I didn't. I was still playing with Hot Wheels, you know. So I, I really wasn't aware of anything going on other than the, the Vietnam War. Yeah, and somewhere around ten years old, I think I became aware of music, and, and somewhere between ten and twelve. But man, that that song. Every time I hear it, it it, it brings back you know a lot of ideas. But it, again, it's all about awareness. I wasn't aware of music. I wasn't aware of anything ultimately until I was ten, eleven, twelve years old. And that's what the whole darn thing's about: is being aware of of the truth. And so. So tonight, um, I'm going to have a little bit of fun. I'm going to try to cover an awful lot of stuff. But ultimately, here's, here's the thing. Our journey tonight is, is basically going to go objective reality. Objective reality versus subjective belief systems or subjective beliefs in general. Um, because we know that our minds, our minds can actually be programmed, whether it's the Internet, uh, the media, newspapers, all that stuff. Our minds can be programmed, but our hearts cannot be. And that, that, that's one of the key issues. Um, so where am I going to start? How about, uh, I think I should start with, with, with my journey itself. And, I'm, and, and again, I don't want to go too deep into this stuff because it, it, it should, a starting point is important. But my journey, my journey began January of 2010, ultimately, where, where I was tased for allegedly not using a turn signal. And um, my wife was arrested for aggravated assault. <laughs> now, now, what it was was um, I wouldn't get out of the car, and I was a fool, and I, I rolled my window down. And this 20, 25-year-old ex-military um, deputy shot my left shoulder with a couple of barbs and then lit me up. You know, he electrocuted me right there with my hands attended to on a steering wheel. So, you know, here I am. Um, screaming <laughs> because what else do you do uh, these these little wires are are, are, are uh, uh you know sparking all over the place they'll be sparking inside my car my wife's screaming uh, I, I, basically she she got on the phone and started and she called 911 and and uh while she's on 911 the the cop knocks on her window and tells her to get off the phone get out of the car and get off the phone they, they finally struggle. They get her out of the car. They chase her around the car. And finally, she swings this little itty-bitty purse at the cop. He laughs, and he says, great. Now we have her on aggravated assault. So we ended up in jail that night. And, and that's kind of where it all began for me, because the problem I was having 
was how in the world, in this incredibly free country, <laughs> this incredibly free country of ours, could some 25-year-old kid shoot a 50-year-old man in the shoulder with some barbs and, light, and electrocute him without that being called attempted murder? And, 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 and how, how can they arrest my wife? Now, by the way, when my wife was on 911 call, the lady on the other end of the call laughed at her when she started screaming. Yeah. They, they actually laughed at, they, they laughed at my wife. I have the recording. It's pretty, it's pretty horrific to hear it. But the point I'm trying to make on this is that my perspective changed that night. How in the world can, can somebody electrocute me legally? How in the world can a court see that as lawful? See, I mean, right, I mean my first thing was that tremendous amount of anger. Oh, they can't do that. You know, I mean, it, it has to be illegal. It wasn't. See, the problem was, is it was it was one of perspective. I had a belief system that told me that should not have happened. But the truth of the matter was that in their system, they had something that allowed them to do that. So it wasn't the fact that it was illegal or unlawful or whatever you want to call it. It was the fact that I perceived it as something that it was not. So my perception was off. My, 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 what I perceived in my own mind's eye was wrong. And that's what we all have to do is start seeing things as they really are, not as we wish them to be. And so I wished that they did something wrong, but they didn't. <laughs> they did exactly what, what their superior officers told them to do. Use that damn taser. You know? and, and by the way, they did. They used it a lot in Winnebago County. Um, that little place that I got tased was is called uh, Roscoe, Illinois, and they have like the number one DUI rate arrest rate in all of Illinois. This little this is this is a town that's probably two miles, maybe a mile long, and they have more DUIs. They have the highest incidence of DUIs in all of Illinois. So maybe I, I probably shouldn't have had a couple beers in it, uh, you know, in Roscoe, Illinois. But anyway, the point is is that I had to change my perspective. I, my mind was clouded with a belief system, and it's the belief system that, 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 uh, uh, that's, that whole, that, that's, that's what we need to take down. We need to take down these erroneous um, belief systems, get back to objective reality. What was, the, what was objective reality? I was tased. I was electrocuted. That's reality. You know, I mean, the, uh, any, any of this stuff, it doesn't matter what it is. The, 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 all these conspiratory, these conspiracy theories, the the uh, uh, that we that I now see, most people still can't see them. And what I mean is, see them. They can't see them. They can't think that they're ev- they even exist. Chemtrails, chemtrails, is not a belief system. It's real. Uh, uh, fluoride in the water. How can that be in the water? They've known about fluoride for for seventy five years. Why is it still in city water? Mercury, amalgams in teeth. Are you kidding me? How toxic is mercury to the body? And they put it in our mouths. I got, I got like eight fillings that's probably driving me nuts now. Formaldehyde in vaccines. So, so they're pumping this poison into these newborns. And that's acceptable? You know what? It's no more acceptable than a, than a 25-year-old guy shooting a couple barbs and electrocuting a 50-year-old man. The point is it's our perspective. It's our belief systems. The, uh, the, 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 
the whole, you know, it, here's what it led me to. I went on, I, I started searching for uh, uh, the truth of the matter. I wanted to know why. What, what mechanism made it possible for that, that, that officer of the law, that peace officer, to electrocute me? What, what mechanism was in, that, was in place that allowed him to do that? Um, I don't use notes typically, but tonight I'm going to because I'm going to try to, try to get as much done as I possibly can in, in you know, a little, around an hour, 60 minutes or less. But I'm going to use notes tonight a little bit here and there. <clears throat> my, um, my search didn't take very long because I don't waste a lot of time. I don't, I don't waste a lot of time. You know, I'm, I'm a macro kind of guy, not a micro. I don't get lost in the details where the devil lives. I, I'm a macro guy. I pull back and go, look at that. Look at all that stuff going wrong. I'm not going down that path. It doesn't matter whether it's the UCC or A for V or any of that stuff. It doesn't make any sense. By the way, UCC is, is only on Roman Catholic Church property, so any of you people that are using the UCC, mm, probably a mistake. Um, but, but my seeking, my search took me to a quote. And, I, and it's a quote that a lot of people say isn't even real, but you know what? It is. Uh, it's, it's, it's a quote by um, a Jesuit, a Society of Jesus member, Colonel Edward Mandel House. And this quote opened up my eyes to possibly the thing that made it possible for that, for that young guy to actually shoot a bar. In other words, somebody had to have a claim upon my physical existence in order to, to, not, to not be trespassing across my private property, my body. They had to have something that allowed them to do that. Otherwise, it would have been a crime. But since it wasn't a crime, they had to have something in their possession to make it possible for them to do that. So anyway, when I, when I ran across this, this quote, and I'm going to read it, 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 it got me going down a whole different path. None of that patriot crap. No, never again. But here we go. This is a quote from uh, somewhere between 1913 and 1921. Uh, Colonel Mandelhaus was actually uh, Woodrow Wilson's right-hand man, probably the guy behind the guy, so to speak. And here's what he said. Very soon, every American will be required to register their biological property in a national system designed to keep track of the people and that will oper uh, operate under the ancient system of pledging. By such methodology, we can compel people to submit to our agenda, which will affect our security as a chargeback for our fiat paper currency. Every American will be forced to register or suffer being able to work and earn a living. They will be our chattels, and we will hold the security interest over them forever by operation of the law merchant under the scheme of secured transactions. Americans, by unknowingly or unwittingly delivering the bills of lading, to us will be rendered bankrupt and insolvent, secured by their pledges. They will be stripped of their rights and given a commercial value designed to make us a profit, and they will be none the wiser, for not one man in a million could ever figure out our plans. And if by accident one or two should figure it out, we have in our arsenal plausible deniability. After all, this is the only logical way to fund government, by floating liens and debts to the registrants in the form of benefits and privileges. This will inevitably reap us huge profits beyond our wildest expectations and leave every American a contributor to this fraud, which we will call social insurance. Without realizing it, every American will unknowingly be our servant, however begrudgingly. The people will become helpless and without any hope for their redemption, and we will employ the high office of our dummy corporation to foment this plot against America. 
when I read that quote, <clears throat> I realized they had an idea. The Jesuits had an idea through biology, biology, to capture us. Not necessarily me, but some part of me, some piece of me. And that's, that's, so this quote, I mean, this is from like 1913 and 1921, somewhere in there. So imagine, oh, they, don't, they didn't have the technology back then, Kurt. You know what? They, they may not have had the technology, but they had the knowledge. I mean, every baby born to a human, a, 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 a human woman, every baby born had some other product follow that baby out called afterbirth. And that maybe, maybe I, should, I should even, I wasn't planning on going into that at all, but let me, let me, let me do something with that. Um, I haven't talked about it in a long time, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain something to people. <clears throat> when my mom went into Swedish American Hospital corporate carrying a package in her womb, she never declared that what was in her womb going into the hospital. And when she delivered that package in the hospital, she never declared it then. And when she took that package, the, the delivered package, the baby Curtis, so to speak, back home with her, mom and dad, she never declared it then. Baby Curtis doesn't truly exist anywhere in the books. But, but what happened was is the stuff that was left behind, the afterbirth material that was left, I call it the floor sweeps. The floor sweeps, the remainder, the remains... I should probably, you know, focus on certain words. The remains, the stuff that was left behind, the, the, the waste matter that was left behind. Um, that property, that DNA, that, that, that biological waste material could easily be looked at as abandoned property. Because who, I mean, it's just, just hey, that was just waste material. Okay, but, but guess what? We have all heard this. One man's trash is another man's treasure. I mean, imagine, think about Mandel House's quote when you think about the material that's left behind in a hospital. Now, yeah, but you know what I heard people say before? Oh, but Kurt, not every child's born in a hospital. Yeah, but you know what? At some point in that child's life, they're going to draw blood. They're going to find a way to get the DNA somehow. You know, not very few children ever go through their entire life without ha stopping in a hospital and having blood drawn or anything like that. The, I, I'm, I'm just trying to be clear. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I'm telling you right now. You talk to any nurse in, a, in, a, in a, the, the natal, I mean, talk to anybody in there, and it's all closed, hush-hush type stuff. They don't ever want to tell you about anything that's going on in that hospital. The hospital is getting paid for this material, by the way. Anyway, the idea is that this left-behind matter, it, it, it doesn't, it, it, it's, it's born alive. In fact, let me do this real quick because I, I, I don't, I like to at least prove to people that it's not just me making stuff up. This is a, I, I got a Black's Law 5th edition in front of me, page uh, 167, under born alive. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read something that, that, that will actually prove that the product, the, the stuff that came out after baby Curtis is also, is, is the problem. It's the problem that uh, Mandel House spoke of. It's born alive. This is the, this is the uh, definition. Being the product of conception after complete expulsion or, or extraction from mother, irrespective of the duration of the pregnancy, which breathes or shows any other evidence of life, evidence of life, 
such as beating of the heart, pulsation in the umbilical cord, or definite movement of voluntary muscles, whether or not the umbilical cord has been cut or the placenta is attached. But here's the key line. It says, each product of such birth is considered live-born and fully recognized as a human person. A human person. So everything that came out of mother, besides me, is a human person. So the waste material legally is a human person. Now tell me that it doesn't fit perfectly into the biological property, the registration of biological property. By the way, there can be no paper on me. There can be no paper on Curtis because that would be a document of slavery. The birth record is not on me. It's an event. It's a record of an event, not a thing. Remember, this whole talk about uh, what I'm going to talk about tonight is the what? The principle of the thing. What I'm describing right now is the thing. The thing. Remember, names are for things. I'm describing the thing, and it's the biological thing. Now, now ask yourself this. Did that material that came out of, uh, out of mother after me, is it possible, was it even capable of, of self-sustaining um, life? Did it have a heart, lungs, brain? Did it, did it breathe? Did it do anything? No, it absolutely did not. Did it, did it, was it alive when it came out of mother? Absolutely it was alive. But was it going to stay alive? No, it wasn't. In fact, if you look up the, the definition of decedent, all it means is dying. So that, that afterbirth material, that waste DNA, that was dying the moment it arrived. It was a decedent the moment it arrived, a legal decedent. It was dying. And what did they do with that? Remain, the remains, the stuff that was left behind as abandoned property. They gave it a name. And that name was the name that was uh, on the paperwork that my mother, as author, but my mother filled out, Curtis Richard Kallenbach. Curtis Richard Kallenbach. That's the name of the afterbirth material. No, the, the funny thing is, does that material match me? Does the afterbirth match me? Well, there's two sides to that. Number one, the chorion, which is my exact, well, it's a twin genetically, but obviously it didn't turn into a twin. It, it, it became something, it became afterbirth material. But, but that's the, the, um, the fetal afterbirth, which is called the chorion. That does match me genetically. But what about the maternal placenta, the paternal, or the, 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 the maternal, I'm sorry, the maternal afterbirth? No. That is pure product of mom, and that does not have any biological father at all. So depending on how, what, what, what they do with that genetic material, Curtis Richard Kallenbach, I've been told this, by the way, is female, genetically female, which means it's, it's, it's a product of mother alone, a product of mother alone. Think about that. When, when, when dad lays with mom, when his sperm fertilizes mom's ovum, that action right there, um, that's, that fertilization, that zygote that's created, that's the whole thing right there. But when that zygote, when it gets planted in, 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 in the, the, the uterine walls, mom creates all the other material around it to feed oxygen and, and everything else, and nutrients. That's all mother product. There is no biological father to that. Does it remind you of anything? Like, I don't know, the story of Jesus? 
I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> so so when this biologic this this fatherless afterbirth material, which is pure mom, think about this: pure mom, no biological father. It's an immaculate conception. No bio, no earthly father to that other child, which they even legally call born alive. Each product of such birth is considered live-born and fully recognized as a human person. But that one that came out after me has no biological father. It's pure mom. Pure mom. Anyway, um, I'm just, what I'm trying to do is I'm pointing out that my mindset, I was no longer stuck in, in the, the idea, in, in the, uh, um, what I've been told or what I've been taught. And slowly but surely, uh, everything started to, to, to make sense to me, um, even biblically. Even biblically. Let me, let me see if I have a Bible around here. Um, John 9.25 is one of my favorite quotes now. Let me see if I've got, I got a Bible right here. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to cut to the chase. There's a, the beautiful thing about John 9, the, the concept of John 9 is there's this blind guy. But you've got to understand, what is blindness? Is, is he is he physically blind or is he blind because he believes something is he blind because of his belief system and see that's more like it because when you finish the story of john 9 you realize that jesus did something very specific to make that blind man see let me explain that and then i'm going to read the quote so the idea of the concept of blindness is a belief system I mean, it's one thing to be physically blind. It's another thing to be blind by your beliefs. And that's the scary part for me, is Jesus did this. What did he do? He, 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 he spit into the dust, into the dirt, and he took that what became clay, and he put that substance in that man's eyes. He took the physical substance and put it in that man's eyes. So, did, so how was this guy... Did he see because of the dirt, because of the substance, or did he see because of that the Christ put substance in front of this man? In other words, he, he became part of the world of objective reality, the world of substance. The man was no longer believing things that were untrue. So, was he, was he, again, going back to it, was he physically blind, or was he blind because of a belief system? And if it was a belief system, all, all Christ had to do was put substance in front of this man, and now all of a sudden he had objective reality. Objective reality. He was, he was no longer subject to subjective beliefs. So now he's no longer blind. I mean, that's, that's, why, that's, that's what I'm getting at. So let me just read uh, John 9.25. And it, this is simple. It says, and he, he answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. And see, that's where I want everybody to go. Ultimately, I want everybody to go to the concept of the world of substance, objective reality, and get rid of this nonsense. The nonsense that I'm talking about is something like Washington politics. That's nonsense. How about religious salvation? Salvation. Think about this, folks. Virtual banking. How about that one? Virtual not real, not substantial, nothing, no objective reality at all, virtual, fictitious, 
Bitcoin and all those idiots following that crap. I can't even imagine how deep, how many times you got to get hit on the head before you wake the f*** up. <laughs> My point is, is that these are all fictions. They're stories. They're things that, 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 that cloud our judgment. Really. So when back to this, this concept, this clay, this substance, it's, it, it, that's the whole thing. We've got to get rid of these subjective belief systems that, that, that cause us all the grief. I'm going to, let me see, let me, where am I going to go? I know I, I, I said something about, uh, gosh, I hate using notes. I said something about uh, the principle of the thing. I think I, I'm going to go ahead and get involved with that right now. It's kind of fun. Um, oh, you know what, look, before I do that, since I was just talking about the afterbirth material, let me read something directly out of the, the, the Summa Theologica. Something that, I mean, this is St. Thomas Aquinas. This is, this is church, Roman Catholic church doctrine. This is, this is verbatim. And here's what it says, and I'm only going to read one, maybe, maybe two paragraphs. Uh, maybe two paragraphs. Here we go. If a man sows on another's land, the produce belongs to the owner of the land. Now the woman's womb in relation to the seed of man is like the land in relation to the sower. So mother's womb is the land and father provides the seed. But listen to what they're saying. If a man sows on another's land, the produce belongs to the owner of the land. That's mother. That's mother. Um, and it goes on, I mean, I, I, in fact, I just wanted to point that out. It goes on, there's paragraph after paragraph after paragraph that talks about um, whose product is what. Let me see if I can find, there's, if there's one more thing here, I really think this is important. Let me see if I can find it. Um, it has to do with, there it is, there it is, that's what, that's what I wanted to see. Um, according to civil law, by the way, civil is Roman, remember that, civil is Roman. According to civil law, the offspring follows the womb. And this is reasonable since the offspring derives its formal complement from the father, but the substance of the body from the mother. Let me say that again. Formal complement from the father. Form. Father gives form. But the substance of the body from the mother. So again, the father is giving form. Basically, he's, you're getting title, name from the father. That's the form. But you're getting the substance from mom. Now go back to that, that afterbirth. Think about this. There's no biological father to the afterbirth. There's no form. There's no, there's no name for that child. So, so that's the child that gets picked up by the Roman Catholic Church as a child of God. And it's under the care of the church for, the, for basically forever. I call it Rain Man. And, and until, that, until we wake up to the fact that there were no other siblings, I have no brothers and sisters that were born that day. They want to say that there is one so that they can control that, that, that heritage. But there wasn't one. I'm the only one that arrived that day. But what they did is they threw, I, I like to say that they threw the baby out with the baptismal waters. Because what they did is they, they had a ceremony and they created a new Catholic. And that is what Curtis Richard Columbine is. It's agency to Catholic property. Agent, let me say that again. It's agency to Catholic property. Curtis Richard Kallenbach is an agent, uh, I call it a parson, to the Roman Catholic properties. 
Roman Catholic properties. Anyway, where am I? Um, oh, here's one. <clears throat> this, this is the concept of eternal life. I'm just going to pile on here. The concept of eternal life for Christianity. Um, according, this is, this is verbatim, by the way. I'm, I'm reading this out of, uh, I don't know, I got this. It says, according to mainstream, mainstream Christian theology, after death, but before the second coming, the saved, the saved live with God in an intermediate state. But after the second coming, experience the physical resurrection of the dead and the physical recreation of a new earth. But here it is. The Catechism of the Catholic Church states, by death, the soul is separated from the body, but in the resurrection of God, but in the resurrection, God will give incorruptible life to our body, transformed by a reunion with our soul. The reason I wanted to read that is because that's what we're getting at. That's what I'm getting at. The principle of the thing. The principle of the thing. The principle of the thing. Now, let me say that again. The soul is separated from the body. The soul is, there's a separation here. And, and they call that death. By death, the soul is separated from the body. By the way, does the afterbirth have a soul? No. So their material, their child requires salvation. Their, their child, the afterbirth child requires salvation. And I'm going to prove that because in Unum Sanctum, uh, Pope Boniface VIII, on November 18, 1302, makes it very clear about this second child, this second born. And here we go. <clears throat> whatsoever, this is, this is a direct quote, says, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound also in heaven. Therefore, whoever resists his power thus ordained by God resists the ordinance of God, unless he invent, like Manichus, two beginnings, which is false and judged by us heretical. Two beginnings. By the way, how many, times, how many times did I come out of mother's womb? <laughs> Once. Once. Um, but it says, unless he invent, by, like Manicus, two beginnings, which is false and judged by us heretical. He's, they're talking about the church judging the second arrival as heresy. It says, since according to the testimony of Moses, it is not in the beginning, Genesis, in the beginning. It says, it is not in the beginnings, plural, but in the beginning that God created heaven and earth. By the way, I'm going, to, I'm going to jump ahead here. Heaven and earth. Heaven. Heaven is the mind, and earth is the body. So I'm, I jumped ahead a little bit there. And it goes on to say, furthermore, we declare, we proclaim. We define that it is absolutely necessary for salvation that every human creature be subject to the Roman pontiff. You know what? Up above it says the spiritual man judges all things, and he himself is judged by no man. So the firstborn is a spiritual man. The secondborn is a human creature that needs salvation and, be, and is subject to the Roman pontiff. In other words, these two separate births, these two separate entities, the one that's born alive uh, as baby Curtis and the one that's born alive but is a decedent because it's in the throngs, throes of death automatically is the heretic. And that's the one that gets the title. That's the one that gets the birth record. Okay, where else am I? I'm gonna, now I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of fun. I see that I've already blown 34 minutes. <laughs> I'm, tr I'm really going to try to get through as much as I can here tonight. I don't know how much of it I'm going to get through. Um, so the, the concept of e that eternal life, the, the concept of e by the way, 
Doesn't, what does the church promise you? If you take Jesus as your salvation, if you, if you admit to Jesus as being your, 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 your Savior, what do they give you in return for that pledge? They give you eternal life. And what is eternal life? Eternal life only exists in one entity on planet Earth, and it's called a corporation. So what do they give you? They take your present, they take your life, and they give you a corporate existence. It lives forever, but, it, but guess what's funny about it? Is it's pure evil. It's pure evil because if you look at the mirror image of the word live, L-I-V-E, the mirror image, mirror image is E-V-I-L. It's the opposite. It's a mirror image. So the thing that comes out after you is evil or wicked. And the, the, the funny thing about this is I'm, I'm trying to connect a whole lot of dots here. You guys get to listen to this again. But look at the evil, the wicked. There, everybody knows this. There's no rest for the wicked, right? No rest for the wicked. Um, Webster's 1828. It's funny that when I stumbled across this, but Webster's 1828 actually says that uh, the certificated person shall gain no settlement. It's the same damn thing. There's no rest for the wicked, and, and, and a certificated person shall gain no settlement. In other words, the birth certificated person is going to wander forever. And there's no settlement. You can never settle down. You can actually never stop roving. You're a gypsy forever. You're, you're wandering the desert forever. Um, let me see what it says here. I, want, I just want to quote that exactly. I have it right here. It says, yeah. So look, look at this. This is Webster's 1828. It says, certificate. This is under certificate. To give a certificate, to lodge a certificate with the proper officer to, for the purpose of being exempted from the payment of taxes to support the ministry in a parish or ecclesiastical society. By the way, the word county and parish are the same. Just remember that. So in a parish or ecclesiastical society. Two, to give a certificate to acknowledging one to be a parishioner. So that birth certificated person is part of an order or ecclesiastical society. That is. Am I? No, but it is. It has agency within the Roman Catholic Church. By the way, it's a secret agency because you don't know it. You don't even know it exists. And ultimately, I'm going to dump this on you real quick because we're going to, we'll, we'll follow up on this later on. But that, remember that in, 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 in 1933, FDR, in his New Deal, um, what he called the Great Society, remember what he said in his inaugural address, today is a day of national consecration. National, singular, consecration. He created holy ground, a nation of holy ground. And guess what that ground is? It's the DNA. It's the left-behind material. That's the ground. That is the holy ground that the Roman Catholic Church has complete control over. By the way, you'll also notice this. It's a gift from the Pope. And you know what a gift from the Pope does for you? I wasn't going to talk about this, and I'm not going to talk about it. I've got a lot to, to get through tonight. But the gift from the Pope is this. For those of you patriots out there that are screaming and hollering about the original 13th Amendment, you might want to shut the hell up. Because that, that, that original 13th Amendment is damning you. Because that gift from the Pope, that, that birth certificated Roman Catholic, is a communist. But let me, tell, let me explain this. Here it is, Article 13. Remember that the original 13th Amendment, the citizen of the United States was an Article 3 citizen. An Article 3 citizen. That means the Bill of Rights actually applied. Article 3 citizen for the original 13th Amendment. Here, let me read this now. It says, and I quote, If any citizen of the United States shall accept, claim, receive, or retain any title of nobility or honor, or shall, 
without the consent of Congress, accept and retain any present pension, office, or emolument of any kind, whatever, from any emperor, king, prince, or foreign power, such person shall cease to be a citizen of the United States. In other words, you just lost your Article Three citizenship by claiming the gift from the Pope. Thank you very much. So that, there's your third, original 13th Amendment. Let me just finish it so people don't think that I'm, I'm, I'm picking and choosing. It says, and shall be incapable of holding any office of trust or profit under them or either of them. So the moment you, you, you start using this birth certificated Rome, Roman Catholic communist person, you've lost. You're, you are actually criminal in the United States, and you are basically a fugitive of the law because you are a communist. You're working within the confines as a secret agent to <laughs> Roman Catholicism or the Pope. Now, what's funny about that, it also subjects you to civil law, Roman law, in the District of Columbia. You're wondering how you end up in D.C.? It's because you have power of attorney. You have the secret agency over this Roman Catholic Church property. You're the parson. You're dealing with the, with the grounds. On what grounds? The grounds are the, the left-behind waste material, the DNA waste material that... Jesuit Society of Jesus, Colonel Mandelhaus spoke of in, 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 between 1913 and 1921. I hate to say it, folks, but we need to wake the, you know, up. So I'm going to keep going here. Now I'm going to actually get into some fun stuff. I know that I've been hammering away, and here it is, 840. But I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Um, let me, let me, let me. Remember in that Eternal Life document where it said a separation of the soul um, from the body. And then he talked about resurrection via reunion. Okay? Um, let, me, let me explain something about the concept of an animal versus man. An animal has a body and it has life or animation. But it doesn't, I mean, a, a man has a body and animation or life force, but there's a difference. And it's called consciousness. And that's what, I mean, this is, I'm, I'm leading into the concept of principle of the thing. Mind over matter and here we go this I, I i found something that i found a fun way to do this and i'll expound on it as i go i'm not going to get through everything tonight I, I can already tell because i can never just do what i thought i was going to do here we go this is this is a list of things that i put together that's kind of fun it's, i call it the principle of the thing or mind over matter i want you to really think about what i'm saying here i'm gonna i'll, I'll probably expound on each one of these at some point here it is principle thing mind principle mind thing matter principle master thing servant principle captain thing ship principle driver thing vehicle principle guardian thing minor principle leader thing organization principle government Thing, constituency. By the way, let me just jump on that one a little bit. Your mind is the government over your body. Your body, people don't realize that when they hear constituent or constituency, they don't realize that you have a constitution. And it is of what is your body made? Of what, what, of what are you constituted? Cells, I mean, there are different organs. The point is, is that it is called a constituency. And the government over that biological constituency is your mind. It's the government over that biology. Anyway, let me keep going. Principle, king, thing, realm. Principle, state, thing, church. 
principal, father, thing, child. Principal, capital, oh, the capital dome. The capital, thing, labor. Let's think about that for a second. The, the capital, the capital of your body is your government. It's the thing that allows, it's, it's where all thoughts and ideas are produced. And those thoughts and ideas are actually put in motion, come to fruition, are manifest through the labor of that body. So the principle is the capital, the thing is the labor. Principle, war, thing, peace. That's because, I'll get a little further into this, the masculine, the divine masculine is a warrior at its furthest, and, and the divine feminine is a peacemaker. So principle, mind, thing, heart. Principle, thought, thing, emotion. Principle, masculine, thing, feminine. Principle, independent, thing, dependent. Your body depends. Uh, God will provide. God, Kurt, God will provide. As long as you get a, your ass up off the couch, God will provide. God will not, again, I, I talk about this, I have a little bit of fun with it occasionally, but again, if I want to manifest a beer in front of me, I have to, my, my mind thinks of it. My mind thinks of the idea. Oh, there's my capital. But my mind thinks of something, and my body makes it happen. If I want a beer and I'm sitting there watching TV, I think of the beer, I wish I had the beer, but until the wish becomes intention and then attention acted upon, in other words, I manifest the beer by physically using the instrument of God, my body, to go to the refrigerator and grab the damn beer. Then I, I come back and I sit the beer down in front of me, and guess what I just did? I just manifest the beer. Because I use the instrument of God, my physical body, the thing, <laughs> and I use the principle, my mind, and I put those two together, and God provided me a beer. Unbelievable. This stuff is ridiculously simple. Um, principle, positive. Thing, negative. Principle, pure. Thing, adulterated. Principle, white. Thing, black. Principle, yang. Thing, yin. Principle, heads. Thing, tails. Principle, north. Thing south. You know what? What about the Civil War? Do you realize? I mean, do you realize the concept, the Civil War, the Roman War of the North versus the South? What did they do? What they're actually saying: the soul was divided or separated from the body in 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 in, in the old, in, in Catholics' own doctrine. The soul was separated from the body. The North was separated from the South. The North was separated from the South. Um, principle head. Thing, body. Principle, sky. Thing, ground. Principle, capstone. Thing, base. Does anybody, has anybody ever actually looked at the $1 bill and saw the, the, the pyramid that's evidenced on that $1 bill? And you look at it and you go, oh, there's an all-seeing eye. It's, all, it's the Freemasons and all that stuff. Listen, here's the thing. is You notice the capstone is separated. The principle, the mind, is separated from the base. How do you think they capture the capital of the American people? The mind. The, the capital is the mind of every American. So in other words, they had, to, they had to somehow capture your mind. And they do that through 
propaganda. They have persuaded all of us that it, they, they, we need them. They have decided for us that we need to be represented, that we cannot do things for ourselves like a bunch of children. By the way, it's probably true, because remember, consciousness is the only thing that separates us from the animals. <laughs> anyway, let me keep going. Principle, house, thing, foundation. Hey, back to the Wizard of Oz. Everybody, I always ask everybody this now. I mean, everybody's so focused on Oz. Oh, the straw man, uh, the tin man, the tax identification number, all oh, the gold. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, but guess what that is? All, all of that stuff is what? That's the subjective belief system. That's, and and how, how did she get to Oz? I mean, let's just be upfront here. How did Dorothy get to Oz? Oh, the house came off. The house came off the foundation. The tornado took it. No, it didn't. She went to Oz when she got a bump on the head and lost consciousness. In other words, she lost the principle of the thing. They were separated. Her mind was separated from her body. She lost her mind. She ended up in Oz because she had lost her mind. When she came to, when she woke up, she was back in her body and back in Kansas and back in the Republic. But she had to come to. And, and, and how did she do that? She clicked her heels, her souls, together, divine masculine, divine feminine. She clicked those two together, reconciled them, a reunion. And she said, there's no place like home. And, of course, where's home? Home is where the heart is. Where's the heart? It's in a physical body. So her mind and her heart, her mind and her body were reconciled. The divine masculine and divine feminine were reconciled. She made it home back to the Republic. You can't get back to the Republic if you've lost your mind. Let me keep going. Principle, thought, thing, substance. Principle, consciousness, thing, matter. Principle, as above, thing, so below. Principle, heaven. Heaven. You know what? Let me do this. I, 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 I'm going to run out of time, but that's okay. Prin- I said heaven. Principle is heaven. Let me. I, right, where, I have something here that will be fun. Because I, I already talked about Father, Heavenly Father. Let me do this. Uh, what, here it is, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven. So by the way, I took this out of, uh, just, it's just Matthew 6, 9 through 13. But our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Out of the Summa Theologica, the Father provided the form or the name. Our Father in heaven, who's the leader of your family? I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about strong women and stuff like that. I'm just saying, who's the leader? Who should be the, the, the leader of the house, the Father? Our Father in heaven, and who's the leader of your own existence? The Heavenly Father is your mind. It's the Divine Masculine. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom. I, I already said the kingdom, the kingdom of the realm is your physical body. When, when, when the Father, when the heavenly Father, when your mind is now back in its thr- on its throne, I, the crown, the crowning of the king, you finally get your kingdom back when you bring your mind back to your body. Let me keep going here. Uh, your, will, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the mind is heaven, and it thinks of something. And through the earth, the physical body, the will be done. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, 
as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, from evil, back to live, back to life. By the way, the corporate, the corporate fiction, the thing that they promised and provided us, eternal life, is the dead thing. And, of course, biblically, the dead is unclean. Just ask Lazarus. <laughs> anyway, um, for thine is thy kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Um, again, you're, if you don't sit in that throne, you have no authority. Let me keep going here. Principle, Christ, thing, mass. Hey, don't we celebrate that every 25th of December? What are they celebrating? They're celebrating the, your DNA, the mass of the missing Christ. And they do that collectively, globally, because nobody has laid claim to their physical substance, their bodies, for decades, ever since 19... Actually, ever since the birth records, the birth certificates started being issued, every, the title to your body, to your land, to your grounds, is actually the, the certificate of live birth, um, because it can go both ways. It can go to the afterbirth, or because it matches 50% of you, the female half, it can go towards you as well. What I'm getting at is that mass is in their possession. That's why you're possessed by evil. You're possessed by the unliving. You're possessed by <laughs> the corporate. Anyway, a couple left here. Principle, Lord, thing, land. Principle is... I, I call it Z-axis, which is consciousness, and thing is the XY, or the, the genetic X for female and the Y for genetic male. So the thing, the principle is consciousness or ascension into consciousness, and the thing is, is either a male or female. But ultimately, let's go back one to the principle being the Lord, and the thing is the land. So what, what is it that's missing in your life? It's the landlord. So when you, when you actually lay claim to this, this Anno Domini calendar character, remember, it's in the year of our Lord. There's no plur, plural here. I, you know, me, me uh, <clears throat> I, I don't share my landlord with you. I don't share my mind with you. My Lord is my mind. It's the principle of my thing. I don't share that mind with you. That's a collective. That's communism. My mind is independent, not dependent. So, again, the landlord. It, it, it comes down to one thing. The principle of the thing is the landlord. And your consciousness is Christ. And so you get to pick and choose. Do you want to abdicate your throne and give it over to, I don't know, Washington politics? Or maybe, better yet, why don't you just hand it over to some religious zealot, some religious organization. Um, I'm going to go ahead. i got about six minutes left here. I, I think I have enough time to cover some of this stuff. I do want to um, – I'm going to go – I got some definitions here from Black's Law for principle and thing. I'm just going to go to the highlights. Principle, chief, leading most important or considerable, primary, original, highest in rank, authority, character, importance, or degree. Principal noun, the source of authority or right, the superintendent of a school, the capital sum of a debt or obligation as distinguished from the interest or other additions to it. 
In the law of agency, the term principal describes one who has permitted or directed another as an agent or servant to act for his benefit and subject to his direction and control. In In trust law, it's the property as opposed to income. Property. Principal. P-L-E as opposed to P-A-L. A fundamental truth or doctrine as of law. A comprehensive rule or doctrine which, which furnishes the basis or origin for others. A settled, remember, remember Webster's 1828, a certificated person shall gain no settlement. So a principle, it says, a settled rule of action, procedure, or legal determination. If you're not settled, you are lacking principle. A truth or proposition so clear that it cannot be proved or contradicted unless by a proposition which is still clearer. And here it is, that which constitutes the essence of a body. Really, it says that in Black's Law. Or its constituent parts. Let me ask you something. When, when, the zygote, when, when the zygote splits off and, it, and the chorion is created and, and mother's maternal placenta is all bound to this stuff, is that a constituent part? Is that, I mean, the chorion absolutely is a part of the zygote, which means that you're, you're left behind um, half-brother, so to speak, genetically, is left in, 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 it comes out with the afterbirth of the waste material. But, but is that a constituent part? You better believe it is. So did you leave a piece of you behind on that hospital floor? You better believe you did. Thing, things, this is out of blacks as well, things, the objects of dominion or property as contradistinguished from persons. Oh, the person. Everybody's afraid to claim the person. Screw that. They don't have control over the person. They have control over the, 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 the mass, the matter, the subject matter. That's what they have control over. It says the object of a right. The object, not the subject, the object of a right is a thing. Such permanent objects, not being persons, are as are sensible or perceptible through the senses. In other words, no nonsense allowed. Nonsense. Things that don't exist, like, I don't know, corporate fictions? (laughs) Sorry, folks. Uh, The park is closed. The moose at the front should have told you. Um, I, 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 uh, I think now... You know, I, there's no reason for me to open up any more cans of worms here. Let me see if there's one more thing, though, that – what did I bring here? You know what? Here we go. I was talking about the principle of the thing and the concept of all the stuff, meaning that you are ultimately, ultimately the Lord, the landlord, should you decide to accept that responsibility, that liability. I, mean, I think about it. Who else but you? If you don't take care of your own existence, are you going to place that burden on me? I mean, even, even the Ten Commandments say absolutely not. It says, uh, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house uh, or, or neighbor's wife, manservant, maid. In other words, you don't get to lay claim to anything of mine. You can't place the burden of your existence, which is pure communism, by the way, which is why communism is godless. But the point I'm getting at is this. 
Everything that they've done, this birth certificated person, there's not a single good thing about it. It's pure communism, but it's also godless. It, there's no life to it. It is, it is soulless. It is evil because it doesn't have life. It is the wicked. There's no rest for the wicked. It's a certificated person. And finally, I'll just say this. There's a lot of folks out there that talk about the General Orders 100 or the Lieber Code. In Article 38, it says private property, unless forfeited by crimes. By the way, is communism, would communism be subversive and be considered a, I mean, if you're out there promoting communism, is that not criminal? Is, is, is the, uh, the original 13th Amendment telling you they're actually exiling you? They're kicking you out of the United States. No Article Three citizenship for you. They're telling you you're criminal by your act. It says, unless forfeited by crime, private property, unless forfeited by crimes or by offenses of the owner, i.e. the principal, can be seized only by way of military necessity for the support or other benefit of the Army or of the United States. And here's the key. It says, if the owner has not fled, the commanding officer will cause receipts to be given, which may serve the spoilated owner to obtain indemnity. In other words, if you've lost your mind, you've fled as landlord. You've fled. You're a coward. You don't, you, you don't want to be responsible for your existence. You're a coward. You fled. You, you, you willfully joined the welfare state and said, I'm going to let my neighbor take care of me. So I'm going to close with this because I'm, I'm right at the top of the hour. It said, and here's how, here's how I feel about this. For God's sake, people, pull yourself together. That's all I got. Thank you, Kurt. This concludes the foundational content portion of tonight's call. Next up, we're moving into the Q&A segment. For those of you who have questions about tonight's presentation, if you have a question, please push star 6-1 on your phone. Again, star 6-1 and one on your keypad to enter the question queue. Kurt will be taking questions on tonight's presentation in the order they are received until we run out of time. So kick back and relax for a couple more minutes, and Kurt will be back with us soon. Up in about a minute is the Q&A segment of the call. If you have a question for Kurt about the principle of the thing, just push star 6 and 1 to enter the question queue. Kurt will be taking questions in the order they are received until we run out of time. The principle of the thing. 
Let's run that chorus one more time. so I could slow my brain down. <laughs> um, your first uh, caller is 702-5170. Yes, um, Kurt, I'm, yes. I'm going through my paperwork and everything, and um, I just want to ask if you would add a deed poll to the paperwork, sir. Uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe not. I, I've never really been too hip on the deed poll. Uh, I don't, especially with the new findings, recent findings. Um, I, I, I don't think I think it's going the wrong direction. Actually, I, I think that this property, that that this gift from the Roman Catholic Church, needs to be returned. That's about as simple as I can I can say it. No problem. Thank you, sir. Hey, you're welcome. All right. Next up, we have seven zero seven two seven eight eight. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, so not 707. You guys are off by one. But anyway, I'm 916. So I'm Kevin here. And Kurt, thank you for sharing your uh, the knowledge. Uh, my question is, well, I have a court case, and um, I, uh, I, I know that I am supposed to file paperwork in the county where I started from. Uh, I was wondering if, if that is if that's for certain, or is would it have any effect um, in this county where I have this court action? Well, I mean, I, I'm always one to, to try to think about um, what am I trying to accomplish. Uh, obviously, sometimes you can't even get stuff done at home anyway. I always like to think: number one, what is the port of entry? Where did you come into this? I don't know, community, so to speak. Um, it's the birth county. So if you can do stuff at the birth county, I absolutely would advise that just because it makes all the sense in the world. If you can't, you know, to me, do what you, do what you can do. You know, at least okay. get stuff on the record so there's no plausible deniability. At least get stuff recorded so there's no plausible deniability. And then get certified copies for your court case. That's, that's, right. that's the best answer I got. Great, fabulous. Can I, can I ask another uh, question? Have at it. Okay, so my wife, um, I know you said uh, in some other things I've heard that the, the father has to claim the, the children or the, the her parents are, are gone. So uh, is there any way for her to do any of this and get herself out of things? Yeah, again, I, th I think that, I mean, it's called sins of the father for a reason. Our fathers basically basically through i mean through succession all the males have ended up um getting lost i mean since 1935 let's say all the males 
have been lost or what I call legally castrated in the system. Um, because the fathers have basically given their, their name is being held hostage is because of the communist participation. In other words, your last name is missing from the equation. To answer your question about your wife or whatever, I don't think that's relevant. I know that in 1802 or 1803, Congress says that, but I, I think that we need to do everything we can in the present moment, in the present, to fix all the things. We can go to the record, which is the past, and put things into the record, which fixes According to the record, think about that. If the record is the past, then the present would be the future to the past, is it not? Sure. So if we put stuff in to fix what's broken in the past on the record, we actually affect our present moment, which is the future to that, that record. So, yeah, it's, it's sort of like the movie Back to the Future. You're going back there to fix stuff so your dad's not a dweeb in the present. Okay, great. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Oh, no offense, I didn't mean your dad to do the tweet. Great. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Okay, so uh, final final question. I won't hug up all the time, but um, assuming um, things that waver and so forth are completed, is there something more to get? Like you said, I no, I thought I heard you say either you get access to the treasury. No, I don't um, like talk to, I don't like talking about that because motive to me is everything. If you're trying to get something, I, I, that, that's dirty to me. That, I mean, remember, you're trying to clean your hands, and the treasury itself, which, what's really in the treasury is your father's name. That's okay. what's in the treasury. And what you need to do is, is you need to clean, you, have, you need to wash yourself of this, of this evil, this, 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 the wretched, the, the, uh, the wicked. You need to get out from underneath that because then you'll get back your father's name, and that is the treasury. That is your treasure. Okay. And, yeah, I was just thinking about the the guy who the gentleman who he had a stroke and he had uh, he's looking for a nursing home and he couldn't get in. Remember, and then he no, everything, had, no and, and that was a very simple thing. Ultimately, because a he went to the very hospital where he was born in. All the mechanisms. I mean, without even knowing it, all the mechanisms. By the way, he did all the same paperwork as me, but all the mechanisms were there. In other words, he removed himself from the farce, from the, the, the communist society, but he also laid, laid claim to the very things that he needed to. So when, uh, the funniest thing happened was, it's not funny, but he ended up in the hospital where he was born. So oh. all the stuff that was missing out there was not missing at that place. So they had to, I mean, everything lined up for him, which was, okay. you know, th thankful. Makes sense. Great. Okay. Thanks. Thank you very much for your for your help and uh, good luck with everything. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, next up is five zero five six three six eight. Yeah. This is Hank Kurt, brother. I want to thank you for all that you're doing, um, and I kind of want to piggyback on what the previous caller just ended with, because you were trying to keep your hands clean in all of this and you know we're not to take insurance and I mean the whole communist thing really hit me at the end of your talk um, what does that actually look like from day to day in you order mean, for you us mean the to clean keep, hands aspect yeah in in our daily lives if as we go about things um, 
you know, so as not to focus on getting something, but actually being able to function from day to day. I, well, first know? of all, I mean, do you still work? Uh, no, I'm retired. Okay, well, let's pretend you do. <laughs> okay. So, so Monday morning you get up and go to work. My, my question always is how do people function like you did the day before? But what you, the difference is, until you, again, until you're really out of it, you're still in it. But you need to, move, you need to at least get the record straight. You need to do everything right. you can to let them know you're not a willing participant. By the way, the word would be ah. partisan. People need to know that word partisan. They always throw it around in partisan politics. The, the word partisan is extremely dangerous. It is actually a belligerent or enemy. And, and I like to call it, I mean, and, and since people are going to be able to listen, re-listen to this, the partisan is the communist, and I call it, the, the, it, it Google this, the fifth column. The fifth column. The fifth column is, is inside, the, inside an organization, breaking it down from inside. And if you didn't, how many people, how many Americans even know they're communists? None. See, that's so. So Google the fifth column. Find out what this thing is. But ultimately, what you have to do is get the record straight. Put everything you can on the record. The waiver. Everything you can record that shows your intention to not be using that communist character. Okay. And that's the best you can I, do until. And like I said, I, I'm working on some things this week and next week, and and it's really getting interesting it. to me. But if 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 it really is as simple as returning that document to the right place, that bill of lading, so oh. to speak, if you can return that and and remove yourself, you'll get your father's name back, and then everything yeah. that's in that name that's right now held in abeyance, everything that's in that name that is being administrated over by the Roman Catholic system, everything that you think is yours that it is not will be yours. That's, that's the point. You've got you to gotta clear your father's name of the communists. I mean, he's, that last name is what's, what's being held, withheld from you. Okay. Okay. Okay, and last, last question, maybe hopefully it'll be a short one. Along those lines, in daily living, is there any way to mess this paperwork up? Oh, are you kidding me? (laughs) Uh, Not really. Once it's on the record, I mean, because the thing is, is, unless you're just blatant, if you're going after trust money that's that's public money, see, the thing is is that you don't realize that when I talked about the afterbirth, the afterbirth material is how you ended up in the public. That when, when, when they came in and, and, and cleaned that up through, through uh, uh, what, what's the word, um, the public, uh, what did they use? No, no, I'm just, I'm trying to think of something here. The, uh, anyway, so when they clean that up, um, reclamation, when they clean up that stuff, they pull it in, but it's, it's, it's pulled into the public through eminent domain. Eminent domain. And so that, that, person, that character, that live-born material, that's what's in the public. We are not. That is in the right. public. And, and the, okay. the, uh, the name is the agency that's supposed to oversee or watch over. It's a public office, by the way, and it's for the Roman Catholic system. It's a parson. But it, it's overseeing this, this property, this, these grounds, this, this, what, what are they, uh, the holy grounds that was, that was established in the new... Um, in the Great Society, FDR, 1933. So that, what I'm getting at is 
that property is out in the public, and you have to remove yourself from claiming that position, because that's the damaging position, is that public. It's charitable. You are a charity case as long as you are in that position. And that's, that's why this is so damaging. And that's why it's funny when people tell me to take care. I, I always joke now because the word care the, is the root to charity. So ultimately when we tell our friends to take care, we're, we're telling everybody to take charity. <laughs> take charity. Yeah, you too, Kurt. Um, so the idea is that we need to get out of the charitable public trust position and we need to be 100% responsible for our existence. The best thing you can do, get everything on the record so there's no plausible deniability like Mandel House said way back then. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Um, our next caller is 707-2788. Hey, Kurt. How are you? I'm uh, always good. I, I'm only here to entertain myself, you know. <laughs> well, we like listening to you, too. Um, hey, a while back, uh, we're the party of three. This is Sheila. You sent us um, some of your documents. Yeah. And I just wanted to check in with you because we've been working with a lot of people, and I'm wondering if uh, we can share those with close friends, first of all. Oh, really? What, who are you, my stepdad? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how, we, that's how we proposed to my mother in front of an audience. <laughs> anyway, um, you know what? You, do you have what I call the wish list? Yes. The, one, the only problem with that wish list is, is the revocation of election. It, it isn't really mine. And, and that's a document that I don't, I don't feel right about giving away. I, I give all my other stuff away. And go ahead and do that because, okay, to awesome. me, the problem is that people are going to gonna screw it up. Yeah, you know, that's the only one. I, I, I did do mine, and I got mine all on the public record, um, but I didn't do the revocation yet because I wasn't sitting solid with it yet either. Let me, let me go over the, you know, let me talk about that because that's an interesting, um, I was talking about the, the, birth, the, the afterbirth child, and remember, and I, and I talk about this, but you've got to think of in, in three dimensions. You always got to think, don't think linear. Think in every direction possible. The um, Roman Catholic Church has always been known as um, the mother, the mother church. And, if, 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 and I talked about this earlier, but um, if you go to the movie like uh, Independence Day, Independence Day is you got this giant alien vessel coming to destroy all of planet Earth. And, and it sends out all these other aliens to the, to the world. You know, you've got to realize that the, the birth certificated child is an alien, and the mother of that alien is the Roman Catholic Church. You need to remove your, that alien is causing you all your grief. Remember that the Department of Justice rules over those aliens as alien, as alien property custodian. And, and, and the reason the revocation of election is important, and I, and I went around this all the way to back to this, is because when you revoke that election, it's called a motion, A-M-O-T-I-O-N. And the funny thing about that word, in Paul Simon's song, uh, what did he, he sang, uh, it's, it's the mother and child reunion. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, and the mother and child reunion is only... Emotion, emotion away. away. Yeah. So the idea is that you have to remove yourself, the office, the public office position, which I call secret agency. You need to, you need to file a motion 
to remove yourself um, from that office. And let me read Black's Law for a motion here real quick. And that's why when you hear in these court cases, people, the, the judge say, oh, you need to file a motion. He's not saying a space motion. He's saying you need to file, if you want to settle this account, you need to file a motion. And here's what the word emotion actually is in Black's Law. Um, emotio, Latin, in the civil law, a moving or taking away. Okay? And here's a motion. A putting or turning out as the eviction of a tenant or a removal from office. Dispossession of lands. In other words, you're giving back, you're rendering back to Caesar what is Caesar's. It mm-hmm. says, ouster or, ouster or ouster is an emotion of possession. In other words, think about that. If you hold on to Roman Catholic Church property, if you possess Roman Catholic Church property, you are possessed by the rules of that property. Mm-hmm. That's possession. That's the exorcist. <laughs> You've you, you, you got to give that back to them so you know, you, and you won't have power of attorney anymore, but why do you want power of attorney over their property? Right. Um, but anyway, let me, let me finish up this. Where is it? Uh, a moving or carry. Here it is. Dispossession of lands. Oster is an emotion of possession, a moving or carrying away, the wrongful taking of personal chattels, um, a revocation of election. It goes on to say, in corporation law, the act of removing an officer or official representative of a corporation from his office or official station before the end of the term for which he was elected or appointed, but without depriving him of membership in the body corporate. In this last respect, the term differs from disenfranchisement or expulsion. You need to file a motion, which is called the revocation of election, because now you're eliminating, you're getting yourself out of that public office. And that's the thing that, put, that gives you power of attorney, which, which, which is secret agency, which is why the bar controls you in that, in, that, in that courtroom. That's what the revocation of election is all about. It's a motion. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean? What did Paul Simon say? You're basically giving that alien child back to mama. Mm-hmm. All right, I got one other quick question. I don't know if you remember or not, but um, I'm in California, and I drafted. So I, put, I got all my stuff on the record. I did it in a, a, a different state in Georgia, and I want to do it in my, my birth county here. And California has been a little bit challenging to get stuff on the record, and I, I kind of drafted up a declaration of homestead, and I annexed all your documents. I sent you a copy of it like probably a month ago, and you said, don't use this. And I'm wondering um, if I can or, or why you said that you, you may not remember, but it's basically formatted, you know, in a, in a way that they will actually put it on the record here. And I don't have, you know, I've got some poll in the county that I live in because I've been down there so much, but where I was born, you know, it's San Francisco, and it's going to be a little bit more difficult. And I'm wondering what, what your reservations were about that or if it's already on the record, if I can now... You know, I made the form. It wasn't theirs. I made it up. Okay, okay. That, that's, that was going to be my question. Remember that, according to the Summa Theologica, father is form. So if you're using the state's forms, there's your, there's your um, parents' patrie. You're, the father becomes, the, the state becomes your father. Okay, cool, because I made it up. Yeah, yeah, good. Always make it up because now you're using your own mind, your consciousness, your government... Right. To, to basically rule over the realm or your physical existence or the land. You, you become the landlord. Right. Awesome. All right, I'm going to go because I'm sure there's other people waiting. Thank you so much. The, the more I sit with all of this, uh, it settles and, and makes so much more sense, and it's just a really it's a deep drink, man. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Our next question comes from 949-8726. Hi, it's Pat, and I wanted to talk about um, the mother. If If I were to go through this and cut myself off, isn't it like the trunk of a tree where the branches my children would be also cut off? Well, let's, let's talk about that just for a second. Um, original sin. Oh, wait a minute. How did I leap from your question to original sin? Original <laughs> sin, you, you talked about a tree. So I, that's what I want to talk about. Because okay. what you don't realize is that you changed families. Your family tree has changed. And the original sin is when you took... Man, I haven't talked about this for years. Original sin is... I mean, taking and eating the fruit of the tree of knowledge. Now, people, eating the fruit, remember that offspring, children are fruit of the loins, but eating the fruit of the tree of knowledge, tree of knowledge. So let's go there for a second, because I am, by the way, I am going to answer your question. (laughs) Okay, cool. The tree of knowledge, the word, people don't realize it, but the word knowledge and information are the same word. And the birth certificate is information that the court uses. The birth certificated person is information. If you go to the history of of the Attorney General for Illinois, um, it's an amazing record written by an an attorney that actually states what information is. What what do they use it for? And, And information, remember, information and knowledge are the same. So the tree of knowledge... Is, is, is information. Eating the fruit of that tree of knowledge would be taking on or the, the character of that child. So when you take on the character of that child, the one supplied by that other family, Roman Catholic Church, you have now actually clothed yourself. That's just, it's right out. Think about this. Is that when, I mean, taking a bite out of that damn thing, you went from naked in the garden as I am to a character that is subject to, to God's wrath. And that is the, the Roman Catholic um, birth certificated person. That is clothing. It's like it, you're, you're now suitable. And the only way to remove yourself is go back home to your own family. Do you realize that even, even in the, uh, think about this, the Ten Commandments is very clear about the concept of honor thy father and thy mother. I mean, if you decide to, to, to run from dad or run from mom and choose the church mom or the state dad over your biological parents, that's an affront to God. Right. So, again, if you take a bite out of the tree of knowledge and put on the character supplied by the Roman Catholic Communist Church, you're, you're, you're dead in the water. That is the tree. It's a different tree. It's a dr- different family tree. And it is original sin, and it happens immediately at your arrival. You put on the clothes of that character, that birth certificated person, the moment you arrive. Okay. That's the original sin. And the only way out is to get back. The only way to get back to the garden is naked, and naked is actually removing the clothing of that character. Mm -hmm. The word character will pop up all over the place when your eyes are open. It's right. Well, after you remove all of that, I mean, are my children still tied in? After no, I once, once, their DNA once, and everything? That's my point. No, is I, 
Nope. Nope. Okay. Once mom and dad, once it, it doesn't, I mean, ultimately, dad, I did this for my son. I mean, I laid claim to my son and, and, and in the uh, Rerum Navarum, which is a, a pope statement from the 1880s or 1890s, they're very clear that the father, now I'm, I'm, I don't know your situation, but the father has total control over the family if he claims it. And my son's court case disappeared the moment I showed up. I mean, on paper, I, I just I claimed my that. son as property, and and they, they that case disappeared. Yeah, my my husband needs a little bit of a nudge, but yeah. Well, I you um, know I'm not going to go there. <laughs> no, I I I think at this point we have a son that's jammed up, and we've got about thirty days to. Well, fix it's it. possible. I'd I'd be happy to to show you the one the one letter that I think actually put it over the top. But they, they let that case, my son went and got an attorney, did everything he could. But remember that as father, I, I, I didn't release my son into the world yet. You know, I can still protect my son as long as I have to. Think about the mm-hmm. prodigal son and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I can actually mm-hmm. save my son from himself as long as I stay active, as long as I stay um, involved. And, and, and you know what I mean? That makes perfect sense to me. And it's I beautiful. It's, and, and really, <laughs> use the Pope's words. I mean, I use the Pope's own mm. words, and remember that all these courts, all these courts are, are ruled by who? It's ruled by the Roman Catholic system because they're mm-hmm. all Roman Catholic characters, subject to civil law. You know, I also saw your list of fifty-something uh, people who got registered mail. That must oh. have really been pricey. <laughs> yeah, it was a um, couple, almost a couple thousand bucks. But you know what? What I, I was, I was tracking on the the afterbirth stuff. You know, years ago, and and I wrote a constructive notice and um, to, to all fifty three times two because my, for my wife as well. But uh, wow. you know, I, the only one, the only response I got was from uh, Interpol. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was kind of cool. I kept the letter, but but the, what there's, I mean, what they did is that when they sent it back to me, when they actually responded to me, it had Curtis um, Richard Kallenbach, but it had Curtis Richard in upper and lower case, and Kallenbach was all caps. Huh. Yeah, so they know what, I mean, on a global scale, they know what's going on. Every, I mean, this is, all, this is a commercial character, and your father's name is what's, what's being held in abeyance. It is, think of it as a pawn shop. Your father's name has been pawned. I call it your father's watch. And I might even do a show completely on, wow. I'll call it your father's watch. <laughs> Would you say that you need, you need to, get to expedite things to uh, send um, this package to uh, the AG of the UK as well? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I'm the guy that brings the nuclear bomb to a fist fight. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if you, if you, if you, uh, if you want to, there's no point in not doing it. If you have the funds, do it. Okay. Well, that, that'll do it for now. Thank you very much. How could I get my hands on that letter? <laughs> Should I contact um, you through email? Yeah, you know what? I haven't, I haven't separated anything out yet. So, yeah, just go ahead and send a, drop me a note at Curtis Collenbach at Gmail. Thank you. And I'll I'll, I'll get it to you. It's I know it's important, especially since you can. I mean, you can use the Pope's words. The, the, you know what? The funny thing is, it seems horrible. And again, this is a different set of eyes. Once you find your way back home, i.e., to objective reality, mm-hmm. th- these guys, th- th- you're, you're out. You're done. You know. Ugh, looking forward to that. Well, I, I, we need a lot of people to wake up fairly quick. I mean, this is the year the so-called Pope. You know, right. remember who the Pope is. The Pope is the vicar of Christ. Mm-hmm. In other words, mm-hmm. remember the concept of the principle of the thing? 
the only reason the Pope is overseeing the Christ Mass is because Christ, i.e. your consciousness, you, you've abdicated your throne. Yes. He's the stand-in for Christ. That's what the vicar means. He's, just, he's waiting. In fact, it says when Christ returns, the, the, that world ends. In Revelation, the world ends the moment Christ returns. What world? Amen. <laughs> the, the fictitious world. Yes. Not, not the physical objective world. Right. The fictitious right. world ends. Bring it. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Our next question comes from 872 7135. Hi, Curtis, Greg. Hey, Greg. Hey, you actually listened? (laughs) Well, you know, it wouldn't be fair if I'm running a show and when you have a show, I don't listen to yours, you know. Okay, go. What do you got, man? Don't, don't. Well, first thing was. um, In front of all my friends. Oh, no, please. This is going to be pretty square. Um, I think I think you meant Article Four instead of Article Three with regards to reference to the citizens, um, because Article Three is about courts. Uh, I think that's what you meant. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't care about um, the papers anymore. Know, you know that. Over the years, over the years, you've done a lot of different um, efforts in terms of paperwork, starting out with uh, a whole arm, a whole army of paperwork, and then getting it pared down more and more simple. Um, what do you think about the possibility of just going with the waiver and not the whole package? I think it's going to even get simpler than that. I think the waiver is actually sort of a, a, a very, very powerful Band-Aid, but, I mean, for, for specific situations. But I think ultimately it's going to even go, there won't even be a waiver. I think it's going to be, I mean, the waiver does something that we, we should physically be doing, and that is returning the communist property. That ultimately, that that would do it. Give back to Caesar. We're truly render to Caesar what is Caesar's, and and that is what the waiver is attempting to do. And it does it on the record. But I think physically, to walk in there, just like the Seneca Vice says, sixteen sixty six says, when a man proves life, he's revested with his title. In other words, when you are no longer living through that eternal life, that corporate aspect, and you and you prove life. In other words, remember L I V E versus E V I L. When you prove life. You, you're, you're, you prove life. You're no longer living through the evil construct that, that separates you from your stuff. You're sounds, really like, uh, action, sounds like actions speak louder than words. I think, and that's why the paper, I, I, I really hope that people understand that when I talk about the paper, like you said, I started out with a, uh, some big stuff. The Paramount Claim is a beautiful, elegant document, but it's, it's almost, under, people can't understand what I'm, try, I'm attempting to do. But, and then, you, and, and then you, you keep seeing everything sort of distilling down to the waiver. I think that even the waiver is going to be not necessary if I can find a way to actually just give the damn thing back. That'll be it. And then you're done. Then you actually get your father's name back. And remember, everything that's in that name now is being administrated over. Once you get your father's name back, everything in that name is yours. It's called heritage. Mm-hmm. We've, they've stolen our heritage. The key word here, the, the legal term, is, is um, expellatio, where they, somebody stepped in before you got your stuff, before you got your stuff, and took it from you while you were incapacitated, well, while you were too young to, to fight for it. Sure, and if anybody out there who knows anything about uh, fruit trees, um, quite often you'll 
get a sapling uh, started, and then as soon as it gets to a certain age, they'll pull it out of the ground and cut the roots off and then graft it to another tree, which is kind of what happens. And a number instead of, of having our own roots, instead of our own roots, we end up using the roots of some other foreign tree. Absolutely. And, and I mean, look up Penumbra. It'll, it'll, you know, you'll see that the concept of grafting um, mm-hmm. in, in a legal term. And the final thing I want to ask you is, you consider, you mentioned earlier the Lever Code um, and how title would be held in advance as long as the, the party didn't uh, vacate or abandon their property, right? And the property is the house, and as you just said, the house is the family name. And so the house of Kellenbach, the house of Rapert, whichever, um, is the thing that we have abandoned. And the family so, name, yeah. Right. And so you have to take that back and say it's not abandoned in order to have them give you a receipt that that's yours. Well, I think that what we did is we traded. Uh, we took on the, 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 the uh, other name, and the name that's being held in the United States where we can't get to it. Kallenbach, in my case, is in the United States. I can't get to the United States because I've been exiled with my communist claim. What I mean is the original 13th Amendment. I'm stuck out here. I can't get back to my father's name. In fact, let me just read something kind of interesting. The word household, this is out of Black's Fifth. Household. It says, belonging to the house and family. Domestic, household, a family living together, um, those who dwell under the same roof and compose a family. Here it is. A man's family living together constitutes his household. And, and here's the key line. Though he may have gone to another state. Why the hell would that be in there? Why is that in there? What, what do you mean he went to another state? So the father's name is no longer in the picture. All that's left is the mother and children. The father's name is not in the picture. The father, in other words, the men, there are no Americans, no, there are no men left in America legally. They've all been legally castrated. The last name has been taken away from us. And that's why it, we, the, the word household, where it says, though he may have gone to another state, it doesn't make any sense that this should be there unless it needs to be there. I didn't go to another state. I'm standing right here on the soil of Illinois. Oh, no. No, Kurt, you're in the District of Columbia. So that's the house. Well, I mean, is that cleverly written so that it could encompass not just a state of a country but a state of being? It's a state of mind. Remember, the principle is the mind. So if, if I've lost my mind to the Republicans, <laughs> if I've lost my mind to the Democrats, if I've lost my mind to salvation or religion, I'm in another state of mind. And you know what? Legally incapacitated. I'm legally incapacitated if I've gone to that other state, that other place, the, 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 the institutional. I'm, I'm now the, the defective. I can't think for myself. I'm a child. I'm an invalid. I'm, I'm an infant mentally. I've lost my mind. And guess what? You don't have any, you don't have any say. You're a child. Are you treated. defective? Are, are you a defective or are you a defector? Well, there you go. I mean, remember that the word itself, I, I mean, if I'm a defector to communism, am I defective? 
I mean, who would choose communism over uh, <laughs> over freedom, for crying out loud? Hey, I know who. People that don't want to be responsible for themselves. Again, love thy neighbor as thyself. To me, it implies that I love myself first. That means I have to take care of myself. I have to do everything and, and make sure that I'm okay, my family's okay, because from that position I get to give stuff away. And from, that, from that position I get to give stuff away. And then now, now, I mean, again, if my wallet is empty, I got nothing to give anybody. But if I love myself, and again, I said this on the last call um, a couple weeks ago, to, to, for us to find out who we are, the best way, place to start is in a mirror and look in our, in our own eyes. And I don't know very many people that, that, that can look in, in their own eyes for any length of time because they start to see themselves as who they really are. And that's where it gets very interesting, and that's when you start the soul-searching, so to speak. That's what stops all this nonsense, all the, all the, uh, the stuff that we believe which is erroneous. It all goes away the moment we start looking in our own eyes. Stop looking at our hair. Stop looking at our clothes. Stop looking at our houses, you know, our cars and all that stuff, and start looking directly into who we are. And that is the I am. By the way, the I am is consciousness. Consciousness doesn't have a name. I am does not. That's the Christ. It's consciousness. And we've lost the ability to think. We, we've lost our minds to all the nonsense that we are programmed with. And you know what? That's, that's, that's the only, that's what I got. I got nothing else. We well, you know, that's back. very interesting. It's very interesting because, you know, in the Bible, it talks about how man, Adam, Eve, and descendants were given the responsibility of naming all the things on earth. But there was never any reference to naming people. And when you name something, doesn't it become a thing? Well, names are four things. Look at this. I mean, I mean, in fact, if somebody said, I mean, look at the concept of address. Everybody's so worried about address or address. I like to tell people that, um, where is this? I'm looking for the word. I'm looking for literary property here in, in uh, blacks. Here it is, literary property. Look at this. So address, address. Uh, I mean, in my case, is it, is, is it uh, you know, the address where my mail is delivered? By the way, I'm just going to throw this out there, but the all, all, nobody believes this in, until they see it for themselves, but the all-capital name on a, on, a, on a piece of mail is actually called blackmail. It's actually called blackmail. Anyway, let me get to literary property real quick, because this is, when my mom filled out the paperwork at the hospital, as an author, she created a new character as an author. And so let me just go through a literary property. And by the way, address is what I'm going to focus on here. So literary property says, may be described as the right which entitles an author and his assigns to all the use and profit of his composition, to which no independent right is through any act or omission on his or their part vested in another person. Literary property is the exclusive right of owner to possess, use, and dispose of intellectual productions. The term denotes the corporal property in which the intellectual production is embodied. If I'm wearing the clothing of Harry Potter, the body underneath that clothing is subject to the author of the clothing. And it goes on to say, and it may consist of letters, lectures, sermons, or addresses. 
So the literary property of my physical body that was attached as an attache, the attachment to my body, the left-behind DNA material that, that, that represents me, is Curtis Richard Kallenbach. That is the address to that body. It's literary property subject to intellectual property rights. So, and again... Well, thanks a lot, Kurt. What's that? I said thanks a lot. Uh, All right, man. Have a great night. Yeah. Take care. Bye. No, I'm not going to take care. That's take charity, dude. <laughs> I had to give it to you. I uh, know. No, 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 no. Anyway, thanks, Greg. All right. Well, your next question, Kurt, comes from 571-0436. Hey, Kurt. How are you doing? I'm good. Awesome to hear. Um, my question is, all this information is its directly on your website, correct? Um, probably if you, if you dug down deep enough, it's all there somewhere. Okay. Um, and then my next question, which I, I, I'm not sure if somebody else asked it, but it was like once it's done, like, like living every day, you know, like, of course, we have to get up and for those that are young enough, go to work and, and still make a living. That's not going to affect anything on like a day-to-day basis, correct? I think that, when you, again, in the end, when you actually have the right to your father's last name, everything you produce, remember that your kingdom, your kingdom consists of your physical body. The, the crown or the king or the Christ or whatever, that's the principle of that kingdom, that's your mind. When you, that, and that's mind over matter. But here's what I'm getting at is the product. The product of your kingdom is, is intellectual property, it is physical property, and it is genetic property. And it's all private, as long as you, you know that. So any, when you go to work, the, best, the only thing that you can do is lease yourself out for that day or that week or whatever. But you, you should be able to actually own the product. Own the product. And, and remember, there are no taxes upon private property. If you actually own something, it's not taxable. If you own it. So if you own the intellectual property, your thoughts, uh, your, your ideas, that's not taxable. If you, if you own the product of your physical body, you go dig a hole for somebody, guess what? The hole is the manifestation of the idea or the, or the, the energy. You own that hole until you get paid for it, if, especially if it's in somebody else's yard, unless, of course, you're not supposed to be digging in somebody else's yard. But the point is, is that the, the physical, is, uh, it produces um, product as well, and then a the genetic product is your children. All product. And it's all your private product, unless you throw it into community property through some communist type agreement. And that's the problem: is that everything we do is community property. That's why there's no right to privacy. That's why none of this stuff exists like we think it is. Like I said in the beginning, when I got tased, it made me think differently. And that's that's why. And when everybody says, "Oh, I have a right to privacy," no, you don't. You're part of a community. You're part of you're part of a your community property, your physical body, your product of every, everything you do is community property. You don't have a right to privacy in this community. So once you find your way home, and that is that, and that, that way you, and you actually have a legitimate claim upon your product, your father's name, by the way, is called heritage, you will have a legitimate claim upon everything and you'll be left alone because you're not part of that communist, that commune, that society that says, no, 
No, we're all in this together, all for one and one for all, and all that garbage. We've, we believe this junk for so long now that, you know, all the superheroes, all the garbage we see on a daily basis, listen, if I can't take care of myself, I got nothing to give you. If you take my product before I ever can feed my family, all I got to do is go ask somebody for something to give me back something so I can feed my family. Give me back some of my product so I can send my kids to, to college. You know, that's, that's pretty bogus. I shouldn't have to beg for my own product from some benevolent master. That's a bunch of garbage. We need to wake up to this crap. Anyway, I, man, I'm sorry. I, I, let me move the podium away. <laughs> I, 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 really, I really get angry about this stuff, you know, well, really angry. It's- it's fine. I mean, that was just what I was, I was thinking because you're saying you're washing your hands. So it's like, okay, you wash your hands, but you still need to survive. So, But you've got to stand your ground. That's my point. Is once you start okay. claiming this stuff, you've got to stand your ground. Your ground is your DNA. It's your, it's your body. It's, your, it's the physical product of that body. And that's your ground. Upon what ground do you stand? Do you stand on the, the afterbirth waste material, or do you stand on the ground that's spirit-filled as a living man? Gotcha. gotcha. That's so, the answer to the question right there. Stand your ground, not theirs. Okay, so no need for all this UCC and all this other, other stuff. Uniform that. commercial code is exactly what it says. It's uniform for their property. The uniform commercial code was developed, designed, developed only to work upon Roman Catholic Church properties. I, unless you have Roman Catholic Church property and you want to keep it or maintain it, you should never be doinking around with that, that UCC crap. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. All right, man. Have a nice night. All right. Okay, Rob, real quick. I I know we're going long, but let me do this. Twelve more minutes. I want to be out of here by uh, 10 o'clock my time. Okay. Okay, Um, we good with that? You good with that? I'm good with that. I I know you're an hour ahead of me, dude. (laughs) Okay. Okay, let's go. Okay, let's see, uh, 510-5110. How's it going, Kurt? Always good. Uh, this is uh, Kingfish. I got a couple of uh, concepts to throw at you. It's basically a, a, a comment, and then I'll ask a question. Um, one comment is uh, you were speaking of uh, earlier, um, basically the... Uh, bottom-up thinking versus the bottom, the top-down thinking, which uh, a lot of us are trained to think top-down, which is whatever's in our mind, we're, we're trying to uh, project that into the reality versus the bottom-up thinking, which is you're taking in the, the information and processing it to apply to the present. So that's the top-down, bottom-up thinking concept that you were speaking of earlier. Um, another thing is um, someone had mentioned this to me, and, and, and it really stuck with me. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, the, the concept, uh, I use Elvis as, as an example. Elvis is dead, but Elvis Presley lives on forever. 
Yeah. No, well, he has eternal life as the as the fiction. Right. Mm-hmm. But Elvis is dead. You know, just just the first name. Um. So the uh, one of my questions is, uh, I guess you kind of answered a little bit earlier through some of the other questions that was asked, but uh, obtaining some of the material that you've used, um, uh, like the uh, the um, homestead, is uh, what what's your position on on utilizing the homestead? Let me um. Well, first of all, understand what a homestead is. And, and, and that's, again, it goes back to the concept of the principle of the thing. Homestead, the dwelling house form and the adjoining land. So it's the house and the land, the house being the father's name and the land is the substance of mother. It says where the head of the family dwells, the head of the family dwells. But, of course, the word household says, though he may have gone to another state. The head of the family, the father, the masculine, the, uh, the, uh, no offense to the women, but the mind um, the, is the head of the family, the head of the body. And it says where the head of the family dwells. If that head dwells in the District of Columbia through some official capacity or office, guess where, guess where your rules come from? In other words, just like your dad used to say, you live uh, you know, under my roof, you go by my rules. Rules. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if your head, if, if you're a child in the house of, of the Roman Catholic Church or the house of Congress or whatever, that's where you eat. That's where you live. That's where, that, those are the rules that you must follow. So, again, homestead is the dwelling house and the adjoining land where the head of the family dwells. And now I'm going to go to something very interesting. First of all, you know, all the, the mortgages, if you look at those, almost every single mortgage has a waiver of homestead. And now let me, let me read something right out of Black's Law. Homestead right. The personal right to the beneficial, peaceful, and uninterrupted use of the home property free from claims of creditors. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's right out of Black's Law. So the concept of homestead where the house and the adjoining land are one, are one, mind and body. When that title is on the land, you have all the authority. But when the title is separated, when there's a separation of church and state, when there's a separation of mind from body, that's where you have no authority. That's where you have no legitimate claim upon either. You, you can't claim the mind or the body at that point. Well, I guess the question is, um, how do we form that for this particular setting, homesteading? Of, of our of our uh, uh, house on the land. We, that's what, that, what I'm saying is that we have to get our father's name back. The father's name is being held in abeyance because of our willingness to participate in this communism that was established through the birth record, the birth event, the, the birth certificated person. And again, back to Webster's 1828, it says a certificated person shall gain no settlement. Meaning, you, you, you're never going to make it home. You're going to wander the rest of your life out in the desert, I'm going to say, on a horse with no name. Okay, so are you saying that um, after we um, um, go through, uh, we complete certain processes, that itself would be the mechanism of homesteading, or is it 
some particular form that we create. No, yeah, I, I, I wrote a homesteading document which, which basically ties my, mother's, my, my father's name to my mother's name, but I don't think it's really a document. Greg okay. said earlier tonight that this is, this is your actions must speak louder. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's actually you, you doing something properly. Um, right. Paper's not going to do it. Ultimately, it comes right. down to a paper's not going to do it. But I, I think you do have to return back to Caesar what, what Caesar has given you and you have accepted as a gift, which is why your, your, your father's name is in the United States. It's in the Library mm-hmm. of Congress. That's why the Library of Congress is called the Library of Last Resort. The last name is sitting in the Library of Congress, but we can't get to it because it's in the United States. We're not in the United States. We've been, we've been kicked out of the United States for participating willfully in, 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 in global communism. Original 13th so Amendment, you... regardless of what people want to say, it doesn't damn the attorneys. It damns those of us that have, have accepted a gift from the Pope. So do we, we would want to have a will in this equation, wouldn't we? You don't, you don't have the right to, to write a will. Remember, your will is only expressed through the instrument called your body. I, I, I said this years ago. If, if, here, this, is, this is the concept of a will. If I am looking out over my driveway, and we just got five inches of snow, I'm looking at the driveway going, boy, I sure would like that driveway clean, cleaned off to have no snow on it. So right now I'm wishing the driveway was cleaned off, but I'm standing in my house looking at it. So if it were truly a will, if I truly willed my driveway to be clean, I would pick up a shovel with the instrument called my body or the land of my soul. I'd go out with a shovel and actually shovel the damn thing off. That would be the testament or the proof of my will. We need, Mm -hmm. it's the action that provides proof. And so paper and all the wishy-washy talks and all this garbage proves nothing. It's, it's, it's actually you standing your ground and showing people what your will is. The will, the will can only be expressed, and it's not a piece of paper. They made it a piece of paper. But, the, the, I mean, we're talking, you're talking about an estate or, or a death. I'm talking about your will as a living man is only expressed through your living body. Well, they certainly uh, fight uh, vigorously to prevent you from um, having your will recognized. That's because you're, they're, you're, in, you're, you're in the wrong court. That court doesn't exist. The courtroom that, or the thing that you see as a courtroom is only for, remember, there are two aspects here. You're an enemy of the state and a fugitive from the United States. That's not a good position. But also, by claiming this birth certificated person, you're subject to Rome. <laughs> this, is, this is bad on both sides. It, it, what is it, it, I mean, it's like the Pope saying, heads I win, tails you lose. Hmm. Yeah, you're, you're, we're, it's SOL for us, because we have no evidence. We have no evidence at all that, that, that we're not who they say we are. Baby Curtis went home, remember, remember, my mom carried a package in her womb into federal territory called Swedish American Hospital Corporate. She carried that package in. She did not stop by customs and declare baby Curtis. And she didn't declare baby Curtis leaving federal territory and coming back into Illinois. She never declared baby Curtis then either. So there's no 
existence. There, there's no evidence of my existence at all except what was left behind in the hospital. And that, that was scraped up and put together and, and taken over by a reclamation service, a salvage company called the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I, you know, and, I, and I'm going to be clear on this, I don't really have any answers. I'm just trying to point things out so people can help me think. You know, it'd be really nice to have a thousand people that, that start to understand this stuff so we can all work together, or 10,000 or 100,000. Remember, my goal originally was to, to find 10 people that, that I could teach that could teach 10 people. And remember, only 10 generations of 10 people is the entire planet. It doesn't take that much. It just we need to stop believing all the nonsense, and that includes salvation. Remember, Jesus, your Christ, your mind, your mind, when it returns to you, is the return is 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 the second coming. Because it was there, it was there when you were an infant. It was there when you were born. But then you slipped on the clothing of that other character, original sin. And you've lost your mind. We, uh, your, your mind was lost ever since. No offense. I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm talking about all right. of us. Okay. We've lost well, our mind. I won't, uh, won't take up your time. I see it's, we're on the, the, the nose here. Appreciate your, uh, your call this evening. And uh, I thank you very much. And uh, look for my email. All right, man. Have a nice night. Thanks. I guess we're done, uh, Rob. Okay. Um, to those left in the question queue, we apologize for running out of time. Um, but uh, I'm sure that as a subscriber to the list that you'll be notified of any next opportunity. Is that great, Kurt? Yep. I'll, uh, I'll put something together for a couple of weeks. It'll be fun, like I said. I think I, I think I actually would like to do your father's watch. I think that's what I'll, that you know. Next time I get together, we, we get together. Let's do that. Let's let's do your father's watch. I'll explain that to everybody. How's that? We good with that? We're good. All right, man. Thank you for everything you do. Awesome. Good night. Thank you for joining Kurt this evening. Hope you found value in the principle of the thing. As a subscriber to Kurt's private guest email list, you'll be among the first to know about any of Kurt's future calls. Remember to look in your inbox tomorrow for download and replay information for tonight's call. Thanks again, and good night. Whose property is it, and who can prove it? How many people can prove they are alive? And until you have an authenticated birth record in your possession, you cannot do that. Whether the grounds upon which I stand, the substance of my existence, whether it's my physical body. The county is not my enemy. That is the place where the body is. The war is reality versus the fiction. Until we start seeing things as they really are instead of how we want it to be, we're, we're stuck. We're going to be stuck in a fiction. Fiction or substance. The world is real. You don't get both. You need to understand why you're doing what you're doing. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.